0: Chapter Twenty Four of Babu Jabberjee, BA. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Babu Jabberjee, BA, by F. Anstey. Chapter Twenty Four mr jabberjee relates his experiences upon the moors i am now an acclimatized denizen of caledonia stern and wild which however turns out to be milder and tamer than depicted by the jaundiced hand of national jealousy for since my arrival at this hamlet of kilpatrick i have not once beheld any species of savage hillman. moreover the adult inhabitants are clothed with irreproachable decency and if the juveniles run about with denuded feet and heads where is the shocking scandal mr albert Innitt, senior did me the honour to appear in person upon the kilpatrick platform and welcome me with outspread arms to his temporary hearth and home but i shall have the candour of confessing my disappointment with the size and appearance of the same it appears that a manse is not at all a palatial edifice furnished with a plethora of marble halls and vassals and serfs etc., but simply the very so-so and two-storied abode of some local priest my gracious hostess was to tender profuse apologies for its homeliness on the plea that it is refreshing at times to lay aside ceremonial magnificence and unbend in rural simplicity though it is not humanly possible to unbend oneself upon the thorny bosoms of chairs and couches severely upholstered with the prickling hairs of an extinct horse still as i assured miss wee wee she is the happy owner of a magical knack to transform by her sheer apparition the humblest hovel into the first-class family residence with every modern improvement with the said miss i continue on terms of hand and gloveship with mutual harmless jokes which would perhaps be as caviar and toast to a general, though I shall venture to recount some examples. A certain local young lad of incredible bashfulness and bucolical appearance is a frequent visitor at the manse, and the fervent admirer of Miss Wee, who cannot endure the tedium of his society, and is constantly endeavouring to escape therefrom. Now his name is Mr. Crumb, and I have frequently entertained her in private by play upon the word, alluding to him as Mr. Crust, Mr. Oatcake, or the Scotch Bun, and the like. But he informed me that he preferred to be addressed as Balbannock, and upon my inquiring his reasons for selecting such an alias, he answered that it was because he inhabited a house of that name whereupon i facetiously requested that he would address myself in future as mr seventy nine hereford road bayswater which stroke of wit occasioned inextinguishable merriment from miss wee wee though it did not excite from the aforesaid laird so much as the smallest simper from an ingrained love of teasing and also the natural desire to stimulate her appreciation of my superior fertility in small-talk and l'art de plaire i do often slyly contrive to inflict his sole society upon her to the huge entertainment of her father and mother who carry on the joke by assisting my manoeuvrings but although it affords me a flattering gratification to be plaintively upbraided by miss wee wee for my cruel desertion i am resolved not to persist in such heartless pranks beyond her natural endurance shortly after my arrival i heard from my host that he was the recipient of an invitation from a mr bagshot q c that he and his son howard would accompany him to a shooting expedition upon some adjacent moors and that being now immoderately plump and past his prime as a pot-shot he had requested leave to nominate myself as his budley or substitute explaining that i was a young indian prince of great prowess at every kind of big games accordingly to my delight it was arranged that i should take his place my young friend howard beholding me appear at the breakfast-table arrayed in my short kilt and superincumbent belly-purse with tassels did entreat me to change myself into ordinary knickerbockers lest i should catch death with a cold but i declined disdaining such dangers and assuring him that i did not at all dislike the excessive ventilation of my knees we drove to mr bagshot's residence rowan's castle in a hired machine and found the gentlemen shooters gathered outside the portico amongst the party i was pleased to observe the honourable justice cummerbund who when we were all ascended into the wagonette brake did rally me very good-humouredly upon some mixed bag of elephants and tigers he had heard or so he said i had accomplished in some up-country jungle at first knowing that this was the utter impossibility i perspired with terror that he was making me the fool but apparently he was himself under a misunderstanding for when we had left the vehicle and were preparing to advance he paid me the distinguished compliment of entreating that i might be awarded the command of one extremity of the line while he himself was to preside over the opposite end and thus we commenced to climb a steep hill thickly covered with a very pricklesome heather and black slimy bogs wherein the varnish of my patent leather shoes did soon become totally dimmed so being gravely incommoded by the shortness of my wind i entrusted my musket to an underkeeper begging him to inform me of the early approach of any stag or deer however we saw nothing to shoot at except various sorts of wild poultry and when some of these flew up immediately in front of me i was too late owing to the carriage of my gun by an underling to do more than fire off a couple of barrels as a declaration of hostility but profiting by this lesson in being semper paratus i refused to part again with my deadly instrument and stumbled manfully onwards with finger upon the triggers Letting them fly instantaneously at the first appearance of any animals fair and naturer, it is not customary, I was assured, to slay the wild sheep in these districts though horned and of an excessively ferocious appearance, and even when firing my bullets at birds, I was subjected to continual reproofs from some officious keeper or other. For example, i was not to shoot into a flock of partridges for the superstitious reason forsooth that it was still the month of august which is supposed to be unlucky again i was rebuked for burning powder at a grey hen because it is the wife of a black cock which may be shot with impunity although a highly chivalrous chap in questions of the fairer sex i am yet to see why it is allowable to render the female bird a bereaved widow but totally forbidden to make the male a widower or why it is permissible to slay a minute bird such as a snipe while a titlark is on no account to be touched being eventually exasperated by these unreasonable fault-findings seeing that i had merely emptied my gun-barrels without actually destroying any of these sacred volatiles i addressed the keeper in the withering tones of sarcasm mr keeper i said as i am not the ornithologist or soothsayer to distinguish infallibly every species of bird by instinct when flying with incredible velocity would it not be better that i should discharge no shots in future to which abashed by my severity he replied that he could not just say that it would make any considerable difference whether i fired at all or none my fellow-shooters however could not refrain from shouting with irrepressible admiration at the intrepidity with which forestalling the fleetest dogs i did rush forward to pick up the fallen grouse birds and repeatedly exhorted me to take greater care for my own safety i cannot say that they exhibited equivalent courageousness seeing that so often as i raised my gun to fire they flung themselves upon their stomachs in the heather until i had finished upon which i rallied them mercilessly upon their timidity assuring them repeatedly that they had nothing to fear Yet English and Scotch alike accuse us Bengalese of being subject to excessive funkiness. What about the pot and the kettle, misters? I aim to reserve the conclusion of my shooting experiences until a future occasion. End of chapter twenty four recording by Steve Chilvers, Norwich, England.